Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another exciting episode of Lunch Table Talk. I am coming from live and direct from my cruise cabin on the carnival ship Freedom. Now, before we even start this episode off, Happy New Year to everyone who is listening. There is an old saying that before you even get before you even say hi to anyone, you must say Happy New Year. So I must go out there and say Happy New Year to you. So just thinking about a lot of things that's been going on lately, um, we never gave our reaction to what Cat Williams said on Club Shay Shay, as well as Michigan winning the national championship, as well as the NBA and what's really going on with that. So in this next few minutes, we're going to talk about a lot of things and we're going to have the audio diary of my trip. Play the intro. can we say about Cat Williams that hasn't been said already? I wanted to take my time and basically formulate the right reaction. I know the first thing that come to your mind, you probably be like, yeah, that's, that's probably what it's going to be. But when you have conversation with other people, they give you more perspective and, and context to what he was saying. And I will just say this. He said a lot of interesting things on Club Shay Shay to the point where certain people gave their rebuttal. The most surprising was Ice Cube when he gave his rebuttal. Now, he did give Cat credit for a lot of things that went on with uh, Friday After Next. But he also defended uh, Ricky Smiley when he said he did try out for the part of Money Mike. So... I'm just going to say this. Cat Williams been wanting to say what he said for probably numerous years. And he just never had the right platform to express himself on or what he said was safe. Pay attention to what the man said before he even starts spewing all the venom on all the things that we all said for two hours and 45 minutes. Just think about what the man said. The man said that Shannon Sharp had created a platform for people to come and tell their truth. And you didn't even question them about the lies they were telling. And what was Shay going to say? Uncle Shay was going to say he didn't know it was a lie. They felt comfortable in telling what they felt was their truth. Now, what I will say is this. Comedians, stand-up comedians, tend to be, to me, seem to be more cutthroat than a hip-hop artist. You know why? Because they're more analytical. Like, your, your comedy is subjective. It's either about what's going on now or what's going on in your life. The mere fact that jokes get stolen, I think that's part of the territory. I'm not saying it's right, but I do think it's part of the territory. It's no different than a hip-hop artist 
getting someone biting their rhymes. Once upon a time, that was a huge no-no. Somewhere along the line, it became cool that, oh, I'm paying homage or anything of that nature. As long as you can justify it, that's fine. But in comedy, nah, that's not cool. You should be original all the time. And some people are more subjective than others. Now, did he have a point when he was saying about several people on there? Sure. I'm pretty much sure some people who do not like these people anyway were going to side with him in the first place. Here on Lunch Table Talk, we like to be more Swiss, I mean Switzerland. We like to be neutral. Quran, on the other hand, will say this, and I'll say this. This is just my unbiased opinion. It's probably the most entertaining two hours and 45 minutes you're ever going to see on the internet. And if you have two hours and 45 minutes, watch the interview. It's going to blow your mind on some of the stuff that he says. The question shouldn't be whether or not it's 100% authentic or 100% true. It is his version and how he sees things. I'm also glad that he came out and said that, hey, it's not fair. It's not right. They butchered his name. I'm just giving it right back. Now, some things I felt were a little bit below the belt, like talking about, oh, they all got the same type of wife. And, okay, cat, that's that's a little too personal. Let's stick to the topic at hand. If what's the name is still in jokes, talk about the joke they stole. Like instance, Mark Curry came out, said Steve Harvey stole his whole joke. Someone, of course, on social media posted it. And you can't help but say to yourself, yeah, that's that's close enough to the, about the same joke. He just switched it up a little bit to make it look like it's not his joke. But the premise is he's doing a bit of his joke. He's biting his joke. So when they say they're still in the joke, in my mind, I'm thinking he's saying the entire joke. No, he took a small bit and made it his own. So... Is that considered stealing? Some people would say it is. Just like he said, hey, hang with Mr. Cooper about him being in school. What he do? Same premise. But let me also let me also bring this into telltale of how Hollywood so far what I've seen how Hollywood works. There was a show back in the day called Unhappily Ever After. And it was basically based off of Married with Children. They were the same show, except the only difference was the father had been kicked out and was considered schizophrenia, so he talked to a bunny. Most people probably felt Al Bundy was schizophrenia because he kept coming home to the same sad situation time and time again. But Married with Children was authentically funny, or unhappily ever after. It was cool, but it was a little reversal. The son was dumb. The cute hot chick was smart. And you sit there and say to yourself, I'm married with children. Bud is a smart one. Christina Applegate, the hot girl, is dumb as a brick. And that's what most people associate it with. So who do you think is going to win that match? Make a long story short, like I said, Cat spoke his truth. Cat did what he was supposed to have done. And congratulations to Shannon Sharp for breaking the internet. Now, anybody else that have any other issues or qualms or beefs or anything, 
hey man, go see that man. Because if y'all got a serious issue, go see that man. But I know most of them won't see him. And he's already invited you to come see him in, in so many sense. So let's just say this. Cat one, them zero. So before I left to get ready for my trip, the University of Michigan completed their odyssey. They won the national championship. The game started off with two dominating runs by Donovan Edwards, and it ended with Blake Corum with his dominant run to the end zone. They held the Washington Huskies to 13 points. And of course, at the end, they had to ask, who got it better than us? Nobody. So the question I have to ask everyone is, are y'all done talking about how Michigan did this or did that? Are we still going to talk about the sign-stealing thing? The NCAA president came out and said, their championship isn't tarnished. Now, unless something else comes out and says anything else, like I told y'all earlier, the idea that the Big Ten suspended him, to me, was the end of the whole thing. But Michigan went 15-0, won the national championship destroyed Washington. And Washington had three dominating wide receivers. Oh, oh, maybe what they say, their best quarterback they've had in years. And this game was supposed to be a lot closer than what it was. That defense did its thing. And most of those guys have been there for a long time. So for them to be on that stage, for them to win that championship, to me, was an awesome coordination, an odyssey over a three-year journey. Remember, they got ran off the field with Georgia. Wasn't even close. But what they did was Blake Corum, um, J.J. McCarthy, Diamond Edwards, and a few others stood there and watched. They watched and soaked in. This is what they wanted. The following year, they they just lose a, a nail-biter to TCU. Knowing they could have probably did more. Blake was hurt. They just said, we'll be back. Who knew the following year would be the testimonial of mental fortitude? Just imagine your head coach gets suspended for six games. So only nine games Jim Harbaugh coached. He sat the first three games, which were cupcakes. But then he had to sit out the last three, which were against a rated, a ranked Penn State, which was a good team. Maryland, who's a who can, who can basically give you a good, a good hard time. And, and the Ohio State, the world famous Ohio State, as Gus Johnson liked to call him, but Maserati Rick as a wide Harrison, Marvin Harrison as a wide receiver superstar. So two out of three matchups, you're against ranked opponents. Your two toughest rivals besides Michigan State. That was a cakewalk. They had to go to Penn State and win. They had to go to Maryland. They beat Maryland and had Ohio State at home and had to hold Ohio State to the last possession so they could walk off and go to the Big Ten Championship without their coach. 
And everyone will tell you that the mere fact that he's built that culture there is a player-led team. Let you know how great of a team that Michigan was this season. They beat Alabama. They stopped Joe Milrow in the Rose Bowl on fourth and goal. Was it fourth and goal? It was fourth and goal. And to the point where Nick Saban even retires. I'll get to Nick Saban in a minute. We got to talk about Nick Saban retiring. It's crazy to think that it's been almost, what, 26 years since we've had Michigan be considered a national championship. A national championship, what, won a national title? They have been a historical brand, as everyone has been saying. Now they got a title. Now they're considered a part of the national brand. Now can't no one not say that this team is not qualified to be mentioned with the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Clemsons a little bit, and moving forward. College football is is basically changing. The next two years, it's going to be a 12-team playoff. Then after that, it's probably going to be like the wild, wild west. And everyone has said it. It's going to come down to two conferences that are probably going to make all the decisions moving forward. And that's the SEC and the Big Ten. That's not saying the Big 12 won't have a say. That doesn't mean the ACC won't have a say. But the Pac-12 is done. That's crazy to think that USC, UCLA, Washington, and I believe Oregon are coming to the Big Ten. That's crazy to think that Colorado, um, Colorado and a few others are going to the Big 12. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC. So this is going to be a very interesting college football season moving forward. We're probably never going to see a 15-0 team run through the gauntlet like we just saw. Maybe. we don't. I don't know. I don't want to put it out there and say we won't. But now, is it going to be more important to be undefeated? Or is it going to be more important to be the last team standing? And I'm going to just say this. I think it's more important to be the last, excuse me, I think it's more important to be the last team standing. Now, on to Nick Saban. The news coming out of Tuscaloosa about him retiring um, is crazy. I couldn't believe that that was going to be his last game. Um, He's probably the greatest college coach ever. Prior to him, I don't know who would you say was the greatest coach ever. I think most people would say it was Bear Bryant. You could probably say uh, Bobby, Bobby, uh, what's his name from Florida State? I'm sorry, but it's college football is totally different than the NFL. These guys are revered as gods. But um, prior to the Penn State stuff, you can make a, a a decoration for Joe Paterno, but now Nick Saban is the greatest college coach that's ever coached. Seven national championships, six at Alabama, one at LSU, went to the pro game, came back, rebuilt Alabama into a namesake. Now it's all about who wants to take the throne. Kirby Smart has two national championships. Jim Harbaugh has one. Uh, Dabo Sweeney has one. Oh, no, he has two. He may have two. He, I think he has two. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now it's just a matter of 
who wants to be in that next lineage of being considered the greatest coach. Right now, I can tell you who the hottest coach is. That would be Jim Harbaugh. His name is everywhere. So we're going to stop bashing Michigan because of the cheating scandal or whatever. Sound like it was just one rogue guy. Sound like to me they just might punish him one more time and then that's it. Other than that, the players didn't gain anything. You, you don't even know what information they got just to show that they actually were winning the games because of the intel he brought back. You just don't know. In the end, congratulations to Nick Saban. Great career. Well-respected. And if I had a son that was playing college football, but he didn't want to go to Michigan, I definitely would probably send him to Alabama. Salute, Nick Saban. Maybe it's just me, but the NBA season is not like it used to be. And I'm not speaking from a perspective of a person who is hating on today's youth, who's hating on how the game is being played. We all know this about the three ball thanks to Steph Curry. LeBron is the old man wonder. But it just seems like we're looking at the season from a perspective in a sense like, like they were wondering what's wrong with the Lakers. The Lakers did all they could to win the in-season tournament. LeBron wanted something else to notch on his belt to make him make y'all feel like he's the greatest player of all time. It doesn't matter how many more things he puts on his belt. He's never going to eclipse Jordan, people. So just stop it. Um, until I'm, I'm going to say this. When he's done and we look at everything, he's still going to come up short in a few categories. And it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down to what you personally believe and think. Everyone knows right now Boston is the best team, at least in the East, and maybe the best team in the NBA. But everyone's looking at Milwaukee, and I'm looking at Milwaukee like this. They have 82 games to build up great chemistry. That's what an 82-game season is for. It is for you to build habits that will show up good or bad in the postseason. As much as you may not like it, as much as you may detest it, if you were a bad free throw shooting team in the regular season, it's going to show up in the playoffs. Can't win on the road, it's going to show up in the playoffs. But right now, Boston looks for real. But postseason is a different animal. We're talking about the best, best out of, best of, best of seven. You know, first one to four, all rounds. So the All-Star game usually gets my interest back and it's always a a mad dash to the end. And to me, that's when players can't sit. That means players are playing their heart and playing at their optimal speed. Looks like the trade with the Clippers is working because in the beginning it was very, very slow treading. But once again, it's November, December, and now we're in January. Like I said, by NBA All-Star, things change. Now, back in the day, we were I was all in, and that might be because of the teams that I was rooting for. Today, I don't have a solid team anymore. 
there's certain players I look at. And throughout the entire last probably three or four years, I just like watching the series and just being unbiased. Whereas back in the day, Kobe was my guy and I love the Lakers. I still root for the Lakers. I still root for the Bulls. I still root for the Pistons. And also, the Pistons just made a trade I just saw. So here's what I'll say about the NBA season. It has nothing to do with how the games are structured. I just feel like the game has changed so much and I feel like the balance of power is not what it used to be. And this may sound like redundancy talking here, but at the same time, we're wondering what's wrong with the Warriors. It's just time for them to fade to black. Talking about what what could they do to make a trade to make their team better? Nothing. They don't have enough big men. And the guys that they have, you're going to have to give up something special to get something incredible. But I will say this. Victor Wimbiama, give him a few years. It's going to be the truth. Be the, barring injury, from what I've seen, I like what I've seen from him. Put on a little more meat. Understand that he can dominate this game. And he's going to be the guy that changes this game. I would say for him... Get a post game. And the reason why I say that is because you'll be able to score in. And he may have a post game. I just haven't seen enough to see if he does or doesn't. But the games I've seen and the highlights I've seen, guy's the truth. I see why he got the highest grade since LeBron. But if he gets a post game and dominates the post and then comes out, game over. Game freaking over. But like I said before, NBA All-Star was around the corner. And guess what? That, that says it. The game and sneakers. But I digress from that. That's my two cents on the NBA right now. Welcome to my episode of my audio vlog of my vacation. Now, to start off season two, um, I was working on a few episodes and I realized that, you know, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So I think it'd be a great idea for me to recap my vacation daily, if humanly possible. So why I have Wi-Fi access at this point till I get on a boat. I figured I would just recap a few of my days while I'm starting off this trip. This trip is starting from January 9th to Martin Luther King's birthday while I'm in Orlando, Florida. Now, 
getting to Orlando was a bit of a challenge because my flight was delayed for almost four hours. Yeah, four hours. I was supposed to left at 8 a.m. and landed around 11.05 or 11.10. And that would have probably set up my day as uh, I wanted to take a nap, maybe go see my uncle. But things just changed as soon as I arrived. I didn't arrive till after four. It had been a pretty much long day. I was sleeping in the uh waiting lounge at Delta at sometimes probably snoring a little bit so that's a little bit of an embarrassment um but to start but to, but to go back a little bit I woke up at 3 a.m because I wanted to get to the airport probably a, a little bit around uh before six o'clock so I wanted to make sure I was up secondly I wasn't taking my car to the airport I was leaving it over my lady friend's house Shout out to her for getting up when I called. Well, actually, she called me back, but still, she got up. And then we ended up finding out that my flight was delayed. So that pushed the time a little bit. So that gave me an opportunity to do a really good check to make sure I had everything I was going to bring. And it also gave me an opportunity to second guess myself as I always do is to make sure that I have everything. And when you come on trips like this, you be like, man, do I have everything? Do I have everything? Make sure you have everything. Cause last year I did not have my phone charger. So I had to borrow someone else's phone charger to get through the entire trip. So it gave me an opportunity to make sure I had everything. I'm also using my wireless mic um, for this uh, audio vlog of my vacation. So we finally get on the plane. The ride was pretty turbulent, but I still give it a B plus. I was able to watch Ant-Man, the quantum theory with him and Kane the Conqueror. And yeah, I'm still upset about Jonathan Major being dropped, but it is what it is. You just have to accept that things are not going to be what you expect them to be. Also, um, they gave us some, you know, they give you a little food on the plane when you're in Delta Comfort Plus. But anywho, it was a nice size plane. I didn't know. I've never been on a plane that huge. That's why I was delayed. It was coming from Hawaii, whatever issues they had on the West Coast. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to really see what was wrong, but they were saying it was some storms or whatever. Um, Delta, as a courtesy, gave us a $15 meal credit voucher. Um, I know a couple people are having issues with getting that. So be care if that ever happens, just be careful, you know, trying to use it. Anyway, I finally get to my destination. Of course, it's hot here in Orlando and it was supposed to storm. And I don't know if it did or didn't while I was asleep. But if it did, that's cool because I did get some very good sleep. Um, the hotel we checked in is, looks really nice. Um, no offense, but it does give me Motel 6 vibes. All I kept thinking was, we'll leave the light on for you. Um, but the room is pretty cool. Um, it is considered a studio. It does have a sink. It does have a uh, dishwasher. It does have a refrigerator, microwave. It does have silverware. It does have cups. Um, the bed is pretty firm. Um, they have a television. My room has a television and a blu-ray player or some sort i believe i'm gonna check it out in a little bit because i didn't get a chance to check it out um when i actually came into the room there's a jacuzzi type tub um there's a standalone shower 
And the room was pretty cool, and it also has a fan. Um, the other knock I would say is, is that there's a window that I can look out and people can look in. So, but you can, there's a blind, there's a curtain. So that's not really a, a bad knock or anything. It's just not used to seeing something like that, but it's cool. But also these rooms are also double roomed. It. You know, I thought only some rooms were double roomed. It turns out pretty much all these rooms are double roomed. It. And if we'd have known that we could have tried to make sure we were next door to each other. But unfortunately, you know, that was not the case. I even tried to switch rooms and they wouldn't let me. So anyway, day one ends with we're hanging out. We're having a conversation, reminiscing a little bit, goes out, go out, get something to eat, talk a little bit more. And then, you know, day one ends. I, I come back to my room and make a couple phone calls, watch a little bit of television until they start watching me. And I'm just recapping it right now. Day two, day two should be a little more transitional as usual. Mostly everyone will be coming into town today. And I have a timeshare meeting to meet at around 9 a.m. So I can collect this $200. They were offering $200 just to come in here a 90 minute presentation. I said, no problem, because at the end of the day for $200, why not? It doesn't hurt to listen. Then they're going to pay you to listen. Why not? doesn't hurt. Um, they also have a restaurant here. They have a putt putt golf here. They have a basketball court. They have a tennis court slash pickle court. They have a lot of things at this resort. Um, so in the end right now, um, I, I like this property. I can see myself coming back to it because I know what to expect now. Um, when I first showed up, I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is interesting. So after after today, I'll let you know what my true true grade of this place is, and we'll go on with the rest of this audio vlog. So I'm also using the Holly Markin um, wireless mic, so it might sound a little bit off or a little bit whatever, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's day one in the can. As we start day two, I had a presentation of a timeshare at 9 a.m. So I showed up promptly, ready to listen, Um, had a very good presentation, talked to a guy by the name of Jose, who's an employee here at Holiday Inn. They have a lot of resorts. I was able to be honest and forthcoming with him about my intentions of why I chose to came and listen. Um, as I iterated earlier the day before I checked in and lady said, Hey, you know, we'll give you 200 bucks just for sitting through a presentation. You never know. You might like the timeshare. You might want it. And my idea of a timeshare had totally changed because I remember a long time ago, my father had one and he could only go to that resort. So now they have resorts all over the world. And you can go to certain ones and it's all about, you know, when, as you invest your money, you get so many points per year. Those points you use to reserve your space. You go there, you have a great time and all in all timeshares are not a bad investment. If you have the time, if you have the money. And at this point in time, I do not have the time. <laughs> 
money is wasn't the issue. I just wanted to get information so I could at least now think as I get older and maybe thinking as I retire from work, having a timeshare is not a bad thing because at some point I do want to travel at least a little bit more. Now, after the timeshare presentation, which was more than 90 minutes, it was almost two hours. I ran into a good friend of mine. She was doing work. She was still working. Um, I ended up hooking up with two more friends of mine. They were in the cafe. Let me just say I didn't experience any of the food at the cafe, but the presentation was awesome. It looks nice. Um, This property is actually really, really good. Um, As I'm going to check out in the morning, um, I would give this place a B plus, A minus. I have to take off because I've seen a couple people's rooms and they look 10 times better than my room. Um, also, I don't like the television hookup. I feel like they they could probably just do away with a lot of the local channels and show more of the other channels that most people really want to watch. If you're coming from out of town, you have to almost go to the bottom of the menu just to get to the channels that you are familiar with, maybe in your area. Um, there's, there's a lot of walking on this property, but walking is good and beneficial for you. Um, everybody else was starting to come in. And like I said, I started to see everyone else's room. We actually went out to a place called Publix, which gives you the vibe of Kroger mixed with Whole Foods. We ended up picking up some food, some snacks, some beverages because we were having a pajama party later on because the temperature down here is pretty chilly. The goal at one point, because we were coming here, was to be by the beach so we could go to the beach. But, of course, that was null and void because of the, the chilly weather. Uh, we come back from Publix. We go into my man's uh, shell toes room, and we decide to eat. We crack a little jokes. You can feel the bonding process starting here on day two. People who've never been on a cruise before, we pretty much broke down the rules of what to expect on day one of embarkment. Um, the best thing I could tell you is you need to make sure you have all your paperwork if you're going on Carnival, make sure you have your passport. Um, you're probably going to check your bag. Be prepared to give these guys a good tip. You give them a good tip, your bag will be in front. The mustard station is a lot better. But that's going to be a lot to say on day three as we get checked in and see all the festivities. The biggest thing I will tell you is, is that, um, you know, I came back to my room just like other people came back to do whatever, took naps or whatever. And um, we ended up linking. I ended up linking back up with my so-called sister, who I love very dearly. We become so close in friendship that we consider each other brother and sister. We were tripping out, catching up. Um, her daughter comes in. My other homeboy comes in. So we have a very another lively conversation about life, about relationships, um, why some men do this and why some women do that. And in the end, we all pretty much were saying the same thing. We were just speaking in different languages. So how do we get two languages to see each other and talk to each other? And I believe we have made a definitely incredible impact on that. After that conversation, everyone changed and put on their pajamas. And we went to the pajama party in which there was even more bonding. They were playing spades. We were out on the balcony talking and chopping it up, having good times and good laughs. Um, found out some incredible news from one of my good friends. He's having his first grandchild. Congratulations to him and his family. Now, as we pretty much call it a night, some people are turning in 
Currently, as we speak, I am in my room here on day two, uh, January 10th, um, watching an episode of Kings and Queens, recapping this entire day. So look forward to day three in the next uh, part of this uh, audio diary of my vacation to the Bahamas on the Carnival Cruise. Day three. Day three starts with me leaving the hotel, coming to the actual port. First time in Orlando using the Orlando port. I had to wait for my boy to come back. He had to take the rental car back, so I had to sit with his supplies. Um, that probably took no more than like even 20 to 25 minutes. When you come to Carnival, you must have your booking paperwork out, your passport out. Um, you can check your bag. It's preferably better to check your bag at curbside unless you just want to, unless you only got one bag. But I, in this sense, had two bags. So I also gave the guy a tip. Um, here's another rule when you're traveling, you're going to different destinations. It's probably a good idea to tip. Now, usually I try to tip at least anywhere between the minimum is $8 to as high as 20 bucks, depending on the customer service. So you go through this long line. First of all, they recognize you with your paperwork. They pretty much tell you, have your paperwork out. This port is a little different than Miami. I've always cruised. I've always went out of Miami. It's my first time going through Orlando. So going through the line. Um, they check your paperwork. They make sure you have your passport. They take a picture of your passport. Tell you to put it away, and you go through security. Security is pretty quick, um, at least for me. And this t- this time, then you go line up against the wall or line up wherever they tell you to line up at, because down they have to have the dog sniff your carry on bags. And as long as the dog doesn't sniff anything. Hence, once again, do not put anything in your carry-on that the drug-sniffing dog can sniff. Next, you now either, you're either there by appointment or you're just waiting for them to tell you it's okay to to walk upon the ship. I was a little late because once again, I had to wait out front because my man had some things that he couldn't just leave curbside. So I just had to wait for them to start calling more more zones to load. Um, once they start calling him, just walked up, went through the necessary uh, obstacle maze to get onto the ship. And when you get onto the ship, you must then go do your mustard drill. That is a must if you're ever going to cruise. So they've made it a lot easier. All you do is check in. They show you how to put your life vest on. They show you how the vest works. Next thing you know, you're off doing your thing. Now, on boarding day, the rooms are not ready till at least 1.30. So you go to the Lilo deck or you walk around the ship, you know, explore, do what you're going to do. In this case, I went to the Lilo deck to give me a little something to eat. In this case, I just picked up a salad, found my friends. We started having a good time, ordered a few drinks. And then around a little bit after, probably before 1.10, the rooms were ready. So go to my room, put my bag down. Just wait for my other luggage to come. And actually, it came pretty kind of early. So I just put the bag in my room, went back out on the Lido deck, and, man, we had fun. Ordered a few more drinks, dancing, partying. 
So after that, I decided to come back to my room to kind of unpack a little bit. Did so. Um, took a quick 50-minute nap. Went back on the Lido deck. Rejoined my friends for a little bit. Um, decided not to go to the dinner the dinner they had tonight. The captain's dinner is tomorrow night. And I went and ate some more. Came back to my room. Shot a deuce. Uh, made a couple texts. Uh, contacted a little couple businesses. Little emails I had to answer back. And um, now I'm just chilling in my room. The boat is rocking pretty good. We had some unforeseen vacation weather. That's the way you want to put it. It's a little chilly. All the cruises I've been on has never been this chilly. But so far, it's been a great, great third day. And before I wrap this up, you know, I'm not going to see if they got any more pizza or whatever. I think someone told me it may be closed, but I'm going to go check it out. Um, so this is day three in a sense. And if there's anything else that happens before I recap day four, I'll let you know. But on to day four. Recapping of day four, we got off the boat at the Bahamas. Bahamas is very beautiful. We see that all the other ships, um, I didn't have time to look and see which ones, but there were at least two other ships that had docked by the time we actually got to the Bahamas. And we've seen that, you know, since the last time I was here, which was a few years ago, there have been a few things that they've put up and it looks very beautiful. Everything is kind of like in one place. All the shopping you can see is done in one place. So our our agenda was to get off the boat, um, get a taxi to the Royal Palace. And we get to the Royal Palace, it's actually exactly what it looks like. It looks like a freaking palace. Now, as our journey to the place, I will say the taxi cab was not the greatest in shape. It basically was almost like a piece of shit car. But what do you expect? Here in the Bahamas, the guy was very authentic and nice. He dropped off what he would say is his two aunties. We jokingly said, hey, I wouldn't eat the food. If you go to her house, you might mess around. We sleep in and wake up next to Jesus and Peter. Next, we do finally get to the Royal Palace and we have to check in. And everyone presented except for me, because my smart ass, somehow between leaving the paperwork either at the hotel or leaving the paperwork on my dining room table. I had to resend my rural pass to them. Either way it go, I got checked in and went in. It's a beautiful place. Looks like a hotel. I could see myself and maybe a friend of mine could stay for three to five days. Um, the food was slapping. Um, when you get the place, you have all the amenities. The only thing I would say was kind of like a knock, in my opinion, was there was plenty of people trying to sell you things on the beach. And to me, I think that is a major violation when you're trying to relax. I just gave this place uh, over $100 just to come and sit, relax on your beach. I don't need anyone trying to sell me a drink. I'm supposed to get free, unlimited drinks along with food. Why do I need someone selling me a drink on the beach? Secondly, there is no service on the beach. You literally have to go and get the drink yourself. So all the money that we spent, we should have just went somewhere else. But I'm sorry. I mean, I, maybe I'm thinking about Cozumel. 
we went to Casamel. We basically were on the beach and people were coming by bringing us food, bringing us drink orders, and it was a lot less. So, like I said, the Bahamas, it was a nice place. Looked awesome. I mean, the, the scenery was beautiful. The sand was just as beautiful as anything else. There were people everywhere. I took several pictures. Several people got in the water. I didn't get in the water. I did eventually go get some food. Um, the rum punch was excellent. Um, if you don't know, Karan has to have rum punch when he comes on these trips. Rum punch is delicious. I would say we kind of wrapped it up a little bit after one. Got back to where the taxis were, and we were getting ready to go and look for our other compadres as we were getting ready to be off the boat. But unfortunately, everyone decided to go their separate ways. I, on the other hand, waited for a few people and they decided they wanted to go shopping so I decided to take my slow foot self back to the boat. In the process um, I will say my Adidas slides have failed me. My feet hurt. <laughs> That's because they got the little round bally things. It wasn't a smooth surface so at the end of the day um, probably won't be wearing any slides anymore for the rest of the trip more than likely. Um, we get back on the ship of course I take the shoes off I take a shower, um, we're chilling, everyone decides to take a nap, um, I feel like a little, I don't want to say a cold or something, but you know, of course, when you in the relationship, you do check in, I was able to check in and see some things going on at home, it, it started snowing, um, went on the dock, ate a little bit, had a lobster roll, and that, man, that, that shrimp, that shrimp was, man, everything was slapping, from the she, uh, seafood shack. If you ever go on a carnival cruise, you have to try the seafood shack, as well as the buffet. The buffet so far has been over the top. I will give it an A plus for the first two days on the cruise. At the next point, I met up with some friends. We sat and talked, chopped it up, um, went back to the deck for the 80s party, um, ended up going to the club and chilled there for a little while came back to my room and that's the end of day four day uh, aka day two on being on the boat boat is rocking a little bit as i'm speaking and we are getting um on our way to the island where we'll be probably there for most of the day and then we'll have our sea day um i probably will not watch any football on saturday if i do it'll probably be some late games so all in all, this has been an awesome trip. Met some very incredible new people, meeting some exciting people. So, um, so far, the biggest thing I can say to take away since this vacation has started, number one, networking is very important. Seeing the reaction of how people are seeing people that are in the conversation group of the cruise that's on Facebook is incredible. Um, you might not even know them by name, but they know you because you're basically in the group and you're always ch chatting. Secondly, um, the rum punch seems to taste better coming from an actual bar than the ones that are actually out there on Lido Day. They're good, but they're a little bit watered down. And last but not leastly, I'm trying to figure out why the ice cream stations are all keep going down except for the one in the back. That got me worried a little bit, but the ice cream thing in the back is still operational and working. And of course, the pizza thing is always off the chain. If you really want to go back there, it's also a long line. 
Also, I will say the desserts are kind of like hit and miss. The cookies have been really good, especially the chocolate chip cookies. They've been awesome. Um, they had some peanut butter cookies. Those were good as well. The cakes have kind of been tasteless, but what do you expect? You know, you can't hit a home run every time. So looking forward to day five, day three of being on the cruise ship. So, yeah, let's get it. Day five started off pretty well. We ended up debarking from the ship in the middle of the ocean, um, getting on the ferry. We had to line up around 930. We get to Princess K. Um, it's basically their private island that has everything on it. Your boy wasn't feeling up to par a little bit, but got some hydration and ended up chilling pretty much the entire time that we were on their private beach. And I'm telling you, this beach has everything. They have the little private tent thing. Uh, we found a shade to hang under. We were playing music. Uh, we met some interesting people. And a few people got into the ocean where, uh, while, excuse me, while your boy just chilled on a lounging chair. Um, for the first time in a long time, I felt like it was the most important thing to do was just to chill and just relax. Um, it's been a while since I've actually had an opportunity to just let everything just hang out and woo-side, let all the toxic thoughts, um, anything I was thinking of just release out. And that's the beauty about laying on the beach, um, just allowing the sun and the beautiful scenery just to have a whole different mindset. Of course, I was getting a nice little tan. Um, I did spray myself with suntan, uh, with sunscreen. Um, like I said before, we were playing music, having great conversation. As always, uh, I got back on the boat around maybe, what, 2.30-ish. Um, I went by the store to look at a few watches and figured today on day six that I would probably get a new Invictus watch because that's what I usually try and do. The last couple of cruises, I didn't. Uh, a, because they slipped my mind, and B, I didn't really see anything I particularly really wanted. And that's the beauty of being on the ship. Also on day five is the captain's dinner. So everyone wears their best. And of course, I spray my product cologne on, have my polo, I have my slick shoes on. And we were looking like, you know, everybody was looking A1, looking hot. Um, the food actually was delicious. I had a Caesar salad, cordon bleu, um, a few things, um, a few desserts. I can't recall what the name of the dessert was, but it was very, it looked very delicious. I also was talked about a very in, in Chris's wine. And when I find out the name of that wine again, I will tell you and notify you guys. But, you know, as we move on into day six, this is all day at sea day. So basically there's no getting off the ship. Everyone's going to be moving around, doing their own thing. And hopefully later on today, we will look at the Lions game. So day five, like I said, Princess K, uh, they did have food. I didn't partake in any of the food because they said it wasn't as good as the Rio place. Um, I do feel like the Rio place was nice. That was on day four. But all in all, we probably could have went somewhere else better. But we go where the crew goes. And like I said, it was the food was delicious. I just felt like a few of the amenities that they were charging us for, I felt like they could have at least delivered on the beach. But instead, the beach 
they made it seem like the beach was private private tourism for those guys to sell things on the beach uh, also while I was at Rio got some cigars from my Uncle Charles but day 5 and a recap like I said Princess K was awesome um, I was able to relax get a lot of toxic thoughts uh, let my body rejuvenate in the sun um, I didn't get in the water because I was like eh, uh-uh, I ain't getting in the water it looks like it's too cold um, had great intelligent conversations about potentially selling my house um, just looking at the, 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 the pros and cons of selling at this point in Juncture and we'll go into more detail about that on another particular day um, as we go into day six like I said before day six is an all C day um, I just left the room because if you know your boy Sundays usually is a late day for me I usually if I'm at home I'm usually chilling um, in the bed till at least what noon maybe one o'clock is the latest I'll get up um, if I'm over my lady's friend house, I probably get up around 11 o'clock because she goes to church. So I got to get up and go to church. Um, I can't wait to get back to Michigan, even though the weather isn't accommodating. We have a few things we want to get done and get going. 2024 is looking pretty awesome at this point. So let's get it. So day six and day seven, I'm going to combine um, because day six, I was doing, I was very ill. Day six is the sea day on the boat. And if you've ever experienced a sea day at the boat, everyone's on the boat. You can't walk off. You're, we're pretty much leaving the Bahamas. We're heading back to the port. And this is the day in which everyone's going to be walking around the boat. Either they're going to be in their room. They're going to be at the casino. They're going to be hitting up. <clears throat> the clubs, they're going to be hitting up the gift shops, the bars, the specialty restaurants. It's going to be people everywhere. You know, the piano lounge, it's going to be people everywhere. So this is the day in which, you know what, this is probably the one day you can just lounge. You can, you'll be on the Lido deck. Um, in this particular fashion, I wasn't feeling up to par. I was able to get up around... Mm, noon, noonish, maybe one-ish. That's usually normal time I get up on a Sunday and I went and got some fruit, some coffee. I ran into a few people that I run on a trip with because the boat is so huge. And I got an opportunity to not just eat by myself and drink by myself, but I had an opportunity to talk and get some things said. And um also, before I even went out of my room, I took a COVID test, and that test was negative. So, to my delight, I did not have COVID. Um, we, I also went back to my room to use the bathroom because pretty much the night before, it was like night and go. Um, I don't know if I was just uh, allergies and on top of motion sickness, but your boy was not in the best of health during the last leg of this trip. Also, it started raining, so everyone had to come back in. Um, a few people went to the bar to watch the Lions wildcard game. I was able to watch it on my phone through Peacock. There was one interruption, but I was able to get back on. And the mere fact that they won brought tears to her brother's eyes. 
because it had been almost 30 plus years since they won a playoff game and to have won one at home. It had been almost 30 plus years since they had a home game in the playoffs, let alone have been over 30 years since they won one. And it took me back to that time when I was 13, when they beat the Dallas Cowboys, and to see how things have progressed since the last time they've won. It almost feels like a lifetime ago. And, you know, they don't do anything else. That's probably going to be the biggest joy I got out of this whole trip was I had an opportunity to watch them win a playoff game, and I did not miss it. So this whole week for Michigan sports has been a banner week. Um, Pretty much chill the rest of the night in my room. Um, I did talk to my sister, a.k.a. Tasha, my other good friend, really, really good friend, Miss Alberta. Uh, if you need taxes or anything, let me know. Alberta is, is good at numbers. She's good at finding certain things to help you out. Um, I consider her a budding entrepreneur. Make a long story short, I did uh, start packing my bag because day seven, you're going to be back in dock on the holiday, which is Monday. In this case, it's the holiday for us. This is the first time we've ever went cruising on the holiday and we were coming back on a holiday day. And leaving the boat is not difficult at all. It, if anything, it's more or less like saying goodbye to a good old friend. And, you know, sometimes you can, as you're trying to make sure you have everything, you could potentially maybe leave a few things behind. Hopefully the stuff that I left behind was not crucial or or anything that I could not replace. I doubt it. I, I pretty much try to grab everything I can. And that's what you do. Um, I, I usually bring all my bags out. Even though I check my bag when I first get on the boat, I usually take my bag with me because it is a pain in the ass to get your bag as you're exiting the boat. And as they call your muster station or your floor, however they choose to do it, um, you exit the ship. You pretty much, uh, they scan your sale, your sign and sale card, and you just exited the boat. You get back to the port, you're off the ship, you're getting ready to walk out, and you have to go through customs. Now, this particular day took a, a little bit longer because the photo authentication machine was down. In the beginning, they took a picture of your passport, so therefore you wouldn't have to use it again to get off the ship to actually go back into America. Um, in this case, they had to look at me, look at my passport. They didn't really go through my luggage or anything of that nature. Walked out, and I hanged out a little bit to see if anybody else was coming. I made a few phone calls. People had already distinctively, some had already made their transition and left to go to the airport. Others were still going to sit on the boat as long as they could. Um, I took a shuttle to the airport. Of course, this is day seven, if you don't know. And I was delayed <laughs> once I got to the airport. I got to the airport, I would say around a little bit after 10 o'clock. And I wasn't able to check in until a, little, until a few hours later. So I just stayed on the lower level of Orlando International. They had like a nice little area set up where as I walked in, I had seen people laying out, chilling. They had found a spot. They were just taking naps, just relaxing. So I stayed down there till a little bit after 12. Then I made my way upstairs. 
Um, I had to print out my tags, of course, for my luggage. That's when I discovered that they wanted, since it wasn't going to be that much carry-on space, they wanted everyone to check their carry-on bags. So if you know me, you know I took my sneaker bag. You know, I really didn't want to check it, but I ended up checking it anyway. And it turns out, as we got to the damn plane, there was a little room for me to put my bag up there, but I digress. So I ended up checking my luggage. I ended up checking my um, sneaker bag. And as I enter past TSA, I find out again that my flight has been delayed again. And then again. And then again. My flight didn't leave until 6.15. Now... The crazy part is my friend's flight were leaving around the exact same time. So in a sense, it kind of worked out, except that we all were not going to be on the same flight. The flights were going to leave at the same time, but they were going to be on their flight, which was scheduled to leave like it was supposed to. Mine was delayed. And here's the effed up thing about all of this. We both get to Metro Airport. I'm thinking their plane came and went. I see these same motherfuckers <laughs> in baggage claim looking for their bag, just like I'm looking for mine. I'm like, what the? And we're like, don't look like that Quran. And like, when you get here? I said about 20 minutes ago. Why are you still here? Man, we can't find our bags. So we're all like, we're never again flying out of Orlando. And then there's some people who did not fly out until Thursday. Some people had to wait a whole day. I was hoping that my plane did not get canceled. I was hoping that I was able to leave out because I wanted to be back and enjoy the last little few days I had off at home and just get everything together. Um, I wanted to share this experience with you while I was actually on the boat, while I actually was on this trip. Uh, and for the vast majority of this episode, you heard it through the Holly Marketing wireless mics, except for day six and day seven, which I'm doing currently with my home setup. And I just want to get, you know, just let me know how I sound. Leave you, leave comments. I appreciate that. But overall, this trip was a very good relaxation. <clears throat> I'm toward the end of finding this little bug or whatever this was. Um, Here's things you can walk away with after you hear this audio diary or audio testimony of my trip. Number one, vacation means exactly what it is. It's a vacation. You can choose to do whatever you want to do while you are in paradise. If you want to lounge around, lounge around. If you want to see some things, see some things. And if you're with a group of people... The objectivity is for you guys to have another bonding session. It's another opportunity for you guys to have an exciting moment. It's another opportunity for y'all to capture another day in the, in, in the sunlight. And for me, hanging out with these guys has been awesome. We started this back in 2019. It's going on to be 2025. We're done with 2024. And we're ready to do this again. And the beauty part about this trip, I'm going to say, is I had an opportunity to talk about someone special that everyone had been hearing that I I finally have a lady friend and the ability to talk about her and how she has changed my life 
in so many ways. That episode is probably going to come soon. I'll have her on here and we'll we'll discuss some of the things we've done with each other. But mental health is very, very important. And it's not like my mental health was in the crapper or anything in that nature. But there was a time in which I will say that I did not believe love lived here anymore. But that was one of the highlights of the trip was being able to tell people about my relationship. And I didn't have to force it on no one. They, they came and asked. And I was even asked, well, are you going to post more about your relationship than, than your sneakers? And I was like, no. Still going to do my sneakers. I mean, that's my relationship, you know. That's our thing. This is about me. My page is about me. Now, if you want, I can do a page with just me and her, and we'll post about each other. But this is my page. It's going to be about me. I don't have to post her on my page to just show how much I care about her. Also about this trip that was very interesting was, of course, you know, the new word today, timeshare. And how they try to push upon you with the timeshare. And I know that next year, if I was to go look for another timeshare, that people are going to come with a different package, a more inclusive package to get me to sign up and probably a better package than what they gave me in 2024. Also, being on a cruise ship, you know, I didn't get the opportunity to lay out on the Leo deck this time. This is probably the first time I didn't lay out on the Leo deck of a cruise ship on this trip. It takes me back a little bit to the first one, but I did lay out when we went to the movie theater and saw the uh, playoff game on the on the on the sea day. But going to Princess K's, going to um, the Bahamas, and going to the Rio Palace that was an incredible, incredible thing to see. Now the cons. Um, number one, make sure you bring your comfortable pair of slides. Um, I thought my Adidas slides were going to break in at some point, but ended up hurting my bottom of my foot a little bit more. So I probably will never ride with those, the little, the little humps in them. I'll probably never do those, those ones again. Other than that, Adidas slides usually are very comfortable. Also, the Rio Palace was a nice looking hotel. I love the amenities that they had. The only thing I'm going to say I, I wasn't comfortable with or I felt a little bit too bougie for my liking was they didn't have their own servers come bring us food and drinks to the beach. Instead, the beach was public domain for anyone to walk up on us and say, hey, you know, i get you this nice coconut and I give you three refills of this type of drink, but I'm like, I already paid for unlimited drinks. So why would I give you $30 more to give me the same thing? And they just said they were going to give me and the drinks were really good. The food was awesome. The jerk chicken was good. The red beans and rice, the vegetables, man, the vegetables were better than the jerk chicken. Also, um, we didn't really stay there that long. So I feel like the Royal palace is probably a place if you're going to the Bahamas and you really want to impress that lady and you got some money, fellas, go to the Rio Palace. That's the spot. And they had Wi-Fi, so that also helped too. Um, you can get on their Wi-Fi. You can you know, get on Facebook. You can make whatever uh, communications, conversations you need to make. That was also a good thing as well. And, of course, me being sick, that kind of sucked too. So this trip is like an A-minus. 
And right now, people are already signing up. To, we're, we're ready to go again for 2025. So anyone who wants to know, please check out the Facebook page. Um, I will definitely let you know where we'll be going. Um, early on, it looks like we're going back to Nassau again. But if anything is to change or become even more and more solid as the recording of this episode, I will definitely update you as the time goes on. I will tell you this. A cruise is a good vacation to go on as long as you can deal with certain things. So I will tell you moving forward that if whatever vacation that you go on, you know, make sure you check the weather so you're well prepared. Um, This particular trip, I did not overpack. So I was very proud of myself. I did have a couple pair of uh, shorts I didn't wear. I was able to, I had enough underwear. I had plenty of socks and my dirty clothes were way more than my clean clothes on this trip. So I was ecstatic about that. So in the end, cruising is where it's at. And I'm planning on doing a few more throughout the court. Maybe I'm going to try and go on another one before the year is out. That is my goal. Hopefully maybe I try different cruise lines than a carnival. Not saying carnival isn't a good one. Carnival's pretty good. I would like to try that virgin one that looks expensive, but it might be worth the bang for your dollar. Whatever you choose to do for your vacation, just remember three things I want I want you to take when going on vacation. One, you want to go somewhere where you can relax. Two, you want to go somewhere where you can have, um, you, you don't have to worry about certain details that go on at home. And last but not leastly, you want to make sure it's cost efficient. Meaning that you don't want to just go on vacation and come back home and now you're even more stressed out you were before you left. So you want to make sure you have a good time. And if you really want all that in one and be able to still be able to eat all you can eat, still have an elegant night, cruising is where it's at. And that is just my two cents. we get out of here i just want to let you know i appreciate you for listening um and if you haven't already please subscribe uh share with your friends tell your family tell everyone we also have a facebook page i'm also on instagram i'm on twitter aka which is now x and um if you want to be a guest on season two which you can talk about anything we'll talk about the election that's coming up whatever you want to talk about just leave a comment and I'll leave your comment and your information. I will get back with you. Um, I also want to take a quick moment to thank all my Denby family that came on the cruise. It was ecstatic to see you guys as always throughout the year. We do talk to each other. We send to each other text messages. It ain't just like we see each other at the cruise and then we'll see you next year. This is like our own little retreat fraternity thing that we've got started 
with the class of 96 and anyone else who wants to come along with us. With that being said, I'm Karan. This has been Lunch Table Talk. Y'all stay safe out there. Peace.